We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. Hello and welcome to Ten Questions. This is the first episode of my interview show where I ask people I find interesting the same TED questions every time and then become amazed by the different ways they choose to answer them. My first guest is Dave O'Neill. He's one of my favourite stand-ups. I like him because he never looks like he's trying that hard. And I think his easygoing nature disguises a pretty sharp brain. I could be wrong. I first came across Dave via his column in Beat magazine. He remains a columnist to this day. He's also one of Australia's most in-demand sketch comedy writers. In fact, Glenn Robbins calls him the finisher because anyone can come up with a great idea for a sketch, but very few people know how to finish them. So when you're three quarters of the way through your sketch and you run out of steam, you call in Dave and he'll come up with the perfect tag. He also wrote the feature films Take Away and You and Your Stupid Mate with his very funny and accomplished mate, Mark O'Toole. And he starred in the 2002 feature film The Nugget opposite Eric Banner. He doesn't like to talk about that. So anyway, I started today's conversation by asking Dave when he was most happy. Uh, it's a hard one. Um, fairly happy all the time. Well, you know, I'm a comedian, but... Uh... Uh, I think I'm happy um, uh, after after a gig. I'm pretty happy. Driving yeah. to a gig, I'm not that happy. Let's be honest, because there's a bit of stress and yeah, yeah, yeah. tension. What will it be like? But uh, the perfect gig for me is to do a gig uh, early evening or during the day. Like the other day, I did a gig for um, Jetpets, who fly pets around the country. It's a growing business, Adam. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was in the next suburb to me at five thirty. So I was home by like almost six oh, by six thirty, having dinner with the kids and my partner. So. And then you know you've got the whole night and the rest of the weekend just to kick back, and that's that's when you're really happy. That's right. Know? That's right. Um, do you find if you've done a bad gig, and I'm not saying you do ever do bad gigs. I've only ever seen. No, you no do I do. Gigs, um, but you do average ones. Right. At my level, you don't do. Really, you try and avoid the bad ones because you know lunchtime at you know Dubbo Tafe. You're like, yeah, maybe not. I'll pass <laughs> on that. But um, you do average ones. That's for sure. Where you go, oh. About one or two a year, you normally do. I mean, the good thing is you get in your car and you drive away and you think, I'll never see those people ever again. Okay, <laughs> But it does. You do, you do wake up and go, oh, that's right. Oh, that's what happened. You get flashbacks. <laughs> like a war veteran, you go, oh, my God. Oh, yes. <laughs> there was that bit where I said to the audience, you know, how do you think I feel? I've been doing this for 25 years. I remember saying that to one audience, you know. And, <laughs> Oh, I should have become a teacher like Mum said. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, mate, um, that's beautiful. Who would you like to apologise to and why? Uh, well, you know, there was a bit of bullying at school, but not a lot, but uh, I was friends with a kid called Craig, and um, he got bullied. In fact, you know, he had to get moved class. And, uh, but I was his friend. He was a classic new kid. So mm. it's, you know, you move your kids around, there's a chance of that, that new kid, if they don't start off in year seven, we'll just get bullied. It's, um, yeah, he was a nice enough kid, and, um, yeah, I'm just sorry I didn't stand up for him more, you know what I mean? Because in the end, you end up, I didn't, I mean, I joined in a little bit, but you're just worried that's going to be you, you're the next person. Yeah, so, I know. It's just horrible. I when know. You, and there was no, there's no rhyme or reason, and it just gets on a roll, is what happens, and everyone joins in, it's really nasty, but... Yeah. Um, 
And is Craig okay now? I don't know. I mean, I should look him up on Facebook. The great connector. But um, yeah, yeah. The poor guy. But you he know, became an accountant. You know? <laughs> He's probably rich. The 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 thing is, a lot of the guys who got bullied at my school. I worried about for years, but I've since learned that they're okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, people say it's character building. I don't believe that, but um. Mm. I just think at the time it'd be just horrible. You see a little bit. I've got kids myself. And you see a little bit at the school, and you just go, "Oh God!" And it's always the kids that are a little bit different too. So yeah, yeah. But as they say in Freaks and Geeks, the uh, the AV teacher, the audiovisual teacher, talks to the geeks and says, "You know what, guys? Those those jocks out there. This is their peak. This is it for life. They peak at high school." Yes, you guys will go on to do great things with those guys. That's it for them, you know. And it's true. It's, you know. It's true. What a great show, by the way. No, oh, you're the best. What is your greatest regret? Oh, do you have any great regrets? I'm trying to think of what is a great regret. No, it's a hard one because I don't, I don't, I tr- you know, even though I do dwell on the past, I have no massive regrets. That I didn't push my band further in the 80s and become pop stars. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That I didn't. That um, I didn't, uh, yeah. No. No, I have no regrets. Any shows you worked on which we should... Oh, know? yeah, yeah. Let Loose Live. Um, you have regrets that you didn't stand up for yourself, I reckon, a little bit more. And mm-hmm. just say, this is bullshit. And just walk. You know what? If I had any, I should have walked from commercial radio a lot earlier. Just left. Because you always fear that you're getting this regular wage and that you'll never make money like that again, but it's not true. You will. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Because you, you don't get into comedy for the money, so why do you stay for the money, you know? That's interesting. So people, people feel trapped. You know, you think it's the most... You think breakfast radio is the most important thing in the world, and it's not. So it's just background noise for a lot of people. Mm, mm. But that culture of that industry, they make you believe that it's really important. <laughs> yeah, of course, and the world revolves around you. I think it was Ricky Ponting when he left the Australian cricket team. He said to the other guys who were still there, he goes, you're not going to believe this. When you get out, not everyone's talking about cricket. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so true. What will you still need to do to feel you've lived a satisfactory life? I think I, I think I want to grow old. I want to see my children grow up. So they're only, they're all in primary school. I want to see them grow into adults and see what that, what becomes of them. Mm. You know what I mean? To see that. They've, uh, oh yeah, I think that's important as a parent to. You don't want to, you don't want to die young, basically. You know what I mean? That's why I've just been for a walk uh, because you don't want to be. <laughs> sometimes you can't help it if you have a you know something happens, like an accident, but if you can help it, you don't want to die young and you want to see your kids through to it. You know, it'd be great to see them through to 30s and 40s when they have kids. Yeah, yeah. And see what sort of people they develop into. Because you put a lot of work into them. They're like a project out of them. Yes. It's like a TV show. You see these characters developed and you just wonder, (laughs) what are they going to do? You know, who are they going to end up with? You know, like, where will they live? Yeah, yeah. So that, 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 that's definitely a, something that I want to do. I want to also get my own TV show, you know, like nice. some sort of series, but I've always, I've worked for a lot of different, I've worked on a lot of shows, but never had my own show, so. It's about time. Network executives take, take heed. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, a lot of comedians, you know, say, I don't want my own show. Don't believe them. They all want their own show. Um, it's just a matter of working out what show's right for you. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe a reality show. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I reckon that'd be great, mate. Um, yeah. 
Who is the person who most influenced you and how? Uh, oh, I think my parents, in a way, because they were uh, both, you know, uh, working-class people who just, um, you know, wanted a better life, I suppose. And so Dad joined the Air Force and Mum met Dad, and uh, they moved to the suburbs to... Uh, Start get, get a great life for their four four boys, you know what I mean. And so then, ironically, we all moved back to the inner city. So all the I live about a mile from my mum's house where she grew up in the slums of the inner city. So yeah, um, yeah, right. So, but you got to look at them and go. I mean, I was talking to, to my uh, wife partner the other day about how our both our dads self-educated themselves and put themselves through. Oh, her dad got a scholarship, and my dad got a um. The Air Force paid for his education. Yep. So that that was often the only way the working class could get, uh, you know, ahead a little bit. Mm. If they were determined to do something more than just a trade or, a, you know, a manual labour job. So yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's inspirational that they did that because, you know, they could these guys, they could have, that could have been anything, but they were held back, I reckon, yeah, that's a little true. bit. That's true. But, but so I see that, you know, I mean, my, my, when my dad retired as a trades teacher, he was he went to his retirement party about ten years ago. He paid off both a beach house and his own house, and he was on like something like thirty grand a year. Wow! <laughs> he bought a four. Mum worked part time, but always constant. It was amazing that you know he'd done that. So that's right. That's, that's incredible. Brilliant. Um, when was the last time you cried, Dave? Oh, that's uh, my, my partner. She reckons she's only seen me cry about three times. Um, at my, when my mum was sick. Yep. Uh, uh, Nana's funeral. Um, um, but um, I do, you know what, during TV shows yeah. is when I, and I've been watching this show, Leftovers, which is an American show. Boy, one of the guys he'd lost. So, you know, it's not going to end well. It's, you know, <laughs> you know. But the journey's good. You know, it's Dam- I think it's Damien Lindoff. Is that his name? I think he wrote it or he co-wrote it or... Have you seen Leftovers? Have you seen it? No, I've not seen it. Oh, it's great. So it's on cable, though, and it's about there's a day when 30% of the world's population just disappear, like just wherever they are, they just disappear. Like, yeah. It's like a bit like the uh, Reckoning or, you know, the yeah, yeah, yeah. the Rapture or whatever, and no one knows where they've gone. And so you can imagine that society's just destroyed, you know, like people's lives are destroyed, and and so I didn't cry at any of that, but it is... But, but what happens is this cult who start up and they all smoke and they wear white robes and they say their mission on life is to remind everyone who's still left behind of the people that went. Right. And so they do really annoying things like, you know, this this one that got me is that they they broke into people's homes, they took all the clothes of the people that had departed, they call it, had disappeared, and then they got dummies made of all the people that had gone missing so then broke into the house at night and put them all in the exact positions oh. where they and so this woman who lost her four kids and husband comes downstairs for breakfast like and sees all her kids and husband sitting around the table oh. and so for a second she thinks they've come back oh, oh mate so I thought, oh, that really upset me I of thought, course oh, and, and I was crying at dummies Adam that's, and, did, and Kieran did she see you <laughs> What are you doing? You're crying. At... She didn't watch it, but uh, she said, you're crying at a TV show. I said, I don't know. It's yeah. funny show, very emotional. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, I, I think that's quite a powerful uh, scene. And, and uh, yeah. I'd yeah spoiler alert if anyone's had yeah, not watched yeah. it yet. But, you know, it's... 
Having said that... People disappeared in the first episode, so I'm not ruining anything. (laughs) What's your current state of mind? I'm pretty happy. I mean, I'm a comedian, so you get, you know, I don't don't really get depressed, but you get down occasionally, Mm. you get mood swings, but no, I'm pretty happy at the moment. Your wife seems pretty Pretty. happy and relaxed to me. Yeah, pretty content, really. Oh, that's good. But it depends what time of the day it is, you know, (laughs) If I've eaten anything, I think. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Get blood sugar highs and low. I'm not diabetic, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I used to have a writing partner who, who, uh, who, if he was cranky, I'd say, "Have you eaten?" And he'd say, "No." Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. You see it in children. It's true. They don't. They get up and they play for three hours. And don't eat. They all start fighting. It's yeah. Because of um, it's for that exact reason. Yeah. Blood sugar. Um, what, what do you consider your greatest achievement, Dave? Oh God, the nugget. The movie, <laughs> three ninety nine at Kmart at the moment. Ten years ago, and that was ten years ago. People still talk to me about it. Oh, yeah. We're right. waiting for the Nugget two to be relaunched. Um, uh, yeah, Eric Benno uh, took the, went straight from the Nugget to the Hulk, if I remember rightly. Yes, he got the Hulk when he was on the set of the Nugget. Oh, wow. He'd already done Black Hawk Down. He'd done Chopper. So, but he came out of his caravan. And he said, "I've got, I've got the Hulk. I've got the Hulk." I don't know what he was talking about. So. <laughs> And he went to work with the great Ang Lee, who I think is quite difficult by yeah, right. all reports. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, great achievement. Oh, having, oh, I don't know, three healthy children, you know. Is that a great achievement? Possibly. Yeah, I think you should, yeah, I think that, that you know, that whole thing of keeping them alive is, uh, is, is an achievement. So, oh, you know what else? Being a, just being a comedian who makes a living out of it, I think that's a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great achievement. Um, because really, if you went back to my teenage self and said you're going to just be working as a full-time comedian, I would have been shocked. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said, what, what are you doing in my room? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to look like you? Oh, Jesus. Uh, but you still got, uh, you still got all your hair. Yeah, I've got my hair. But, you know, my brother and my dad are receding, so nice. I don't know what's going on. You'll oh. be fine, mate. You'll be fine, let me well, tell you. Um, who would you want on your side in a battle and why? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, um, I think uh, my brothers, maybe, because I know them well. So they've all got different skills. So, you know, Trev, the older ones, yeah, he's a leader. He's a leader. Mark's very handy. Um, I don't want Glenn, my twin brother. He's uh, well. He must be a good negotiator because he can speak many languages. Yeah, so, yeah. So, he so, he gets yeah, you out yeah. of some situations. Yeah, um, he he would be good. Well, he worked for Red Cross for a long time. He still works for NGOs, and so he would be very good at um, you know dealing with situations. Yeah, yeah. And you but in, have- in a comedy war, I wouldn't want them anywhere near me. Um, um, if I if I was you know in, went into battle comedy wise I'd have um, oh, Glenn Robbins yes because he brings experience he's like that general that everyone respects that he's been you know he's been to Nam the equivalent of Nam you know yeah. And yeah. the comedy company and stuff and so yeah seen everything yeah whereas I'm only more you know Gulf War and stuff I'm recent veteran <laughs> you're a seasoned veteran so um, uh, who else would I want oh, I think yeah I think Denise Scott I'd like because yes. she'd be a great great you know negotiator that kind of thing and yeah. um, kind of thing um, hey hang on hang on a sec well, hang on a sec hey can you go can you go outside and talk because I'm just going to do this podcast thing sorry we're not going to be that much longer are we no you've got two more questions one more I've got question. two more questions 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was I saying? Uh, you like Denise Scott, Glenn Robbins, and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Husey, I think he'd be handy. You know. Yeah, he'd be a fighter. He'd be a fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very self-motivated. So like, you get out of the way. You yeah, know, yeah. He didn't get that by accident. No, he didn't give. No, 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 no. He's a hard worker. Hard, hard worker, worker, shrewd, smart. Yeah, talented. Exactly. Talented. Funny. 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 Sorry. Funny. Um, well, we're not going to comedy. A guy took me aside who was in comedy. He's not anymore, but he was like a bit of a legend. He said, "Remember two things: never give up, and you don't have to be that funny to be famous." Wow. <laughs> wow. I said, "Really?" He goes, "Well, look at some of the people on TV. Are they that funny?" I went, "No, they're not." He goes, "Yeah, exactly." So you know. Oh, dear, that's that's uh, really interesting because they they talk about some singers and they some singers know that they don't have the greatest voice, but yeah. so they make up for it by being great entertainers. Well, the great the guy from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, people would say he can't sing, but they're still one of the best bands in the world. Yeah, so. he's got a th- he's got a thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you like your last words to be? Oh boy. Um... Oh, boy. Um, thanks for coming. Uh, dessert's coming up next. And uh, <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> it's, just, it's a good way to end. Thanks very much. I've been Dabo Neil. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that's beautiful. I show you goodbye. Of yeah. course. Why, why? What else is there? And then my wife would just roll her eyes. Oh, God. You know, <laughs> oh, what an idiot. Oh, mate. I, I, think she'd be, I think she'd be crying. I think yeah. she'd be the one crying. Right, exactly. Um, mate, that's beautiful. Thanks so much. Hey, no worries. All right, mate. Talk right, soon. Thank you. See you, bye. Bye. We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. 